to begin your exams. These exams are going to define you. The grades you get are going to determine which sixth form, which university and which job you will be able to get into. These exams are exceedingly important and I want you to take them seriously. These exams will determine what you become in life. Sorry, miss. This was a letter written by a head teacher in Singapore. I think it's really important for the teachers, your parents, and for you to hear. Dear parents, the exams of your children are to start soon. I know you're really anxious for your child to do well. But please do remember, amongst the students who will be sitting for their exams, there's an artist who doesn't need to understand math. There's an entrepreneur who doesn't care about history or English literature. There's a musician whose chemistry marks won't matter. There's a sports person whose physical fitness is more important than their grade in physics. If your child does get top marks, that's great. But if he or she doesn't, please don't take away their self-confidence and their dignity from them. Tell them it's okay. It's just an exam. They are cut out for much bigger things in life. Tell them no matter what they score that you love them and don't judge them. Please do this and when you do, watch your children conquer the world. One exam or low mark won't take away their dreams or their talent. And please do not think that doctors and engineers are the only happy people in the world. With warm regards, the principal. And here's my message. Exams are important, but they're not everything. Grades are good, but they don't define you. Don't let one exam or one grade define your whole future. There is so much more potential right inside of you. And remember, as Albert Einstein said, everyone's a genius. But if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will spend its whole life believing that it's stupid. Don't let other people's metrics of success become yours. Jethro is clapping your hands. All right, that's good. All right. That's a good video, isn't it? I think every uh, parent in Singapore should uh, watch this video. Don't you agree with me, uh, Jethro? Right, that's right. Your father is not here, so make sure he uh, watch the video. Uh, I think every children uh, in Singapore, school children, should watch this video. Uh, it's, it's, uh, basically, uh, if I just sit down and then do communion, I think it's done the service. I think uh, this guy, I don't know whether he's a Christian or not. He's, I don't think he's a preacher. But he, uh, he summarized everything that I think uh, what the Bible uh, teaching about the purpose that God has for our lives. Okay? Uh, so this month, not by uh, 
accident. I think somebody just uh, sent in, uh, this video into a group uh, from Indonesia. So I uh, uh, last Sunday, uh, last week I saw it. You know, I thought, wow, this is good because uh, in in the in the March uh, in the month of March uh, in our church, I'm going to share about the purpose, uh, the extraordinary purpose of God for our lives. So the Bible teaches us that God has an extraordinary purpose for each and every one of us because the Book of Romans chapter eight verse twenty eight it states this. We know that in all things God works for good with those who love Him, those who, whom He has called according to His purpose. That means that God has a purpose for each and every one of us. He has a purpose and then He will make sure that His purpose will be fulfilled in your life. So that's why the Bible said that God worked in all things. For one reason, that His purpose, His good purpose, will be fulfilled, accomplished in your life. But unfortunately, many people in this world, they do not know this. They do not know this truth. They are too busy working or they are too busy playing. Until the day that their lives is on a thread and they just realize, what's going on with me? What's going on with my life? What's the purpose? What's the meaning of my life? Uh, some of you, if you are older, probably you know the name called Tolstoy. Anybody heard about the name Tolstoy? If you are not a student who like to uh, read a classic, probably you will not know this guy. But this guy Tolstoy, he lived in the early 19th century. And he was one of the most famous writers in Russia. Right? So he was very famous, uh, he did well in his life, everything he does, was, everything he did was very good and people uh, just appreciate and, then, and, and admire him. And Tolstoy, uh, when he was about to die, you know, you know he's dead bad, he, uh, he, he was very sick and then he wrote this uh, article called Confession. Uh, he confessed, basically. This is what he wrote, so I'd like you to uh, just listen to this. Uh, somewhere near uh, the end of his life, this is what he wrote. Uh, he talked about, uh, in his uh, confession, uh, confession, in this writing, he uh, talked about a crisis that he had in his life when he was about 50 years old. So you talk about this uh, uh, midlife crisis. So when I reach 50, uh, when I do something or say something funny, my wife will just say, is that a mid-crisis uh, thing, right? Uh, so I said, no, 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 it's not a mid-life crisis thing. Uh, this is what happened to him, Tolstoy. This is what he, uh, he wrote. And uh, he said that he has been uh, living in a quiet life and he has been famous. He's been very influential. He was very quite well off. And then he, uh, he, he, he was kind of a, a, a celebrity uh, in his age. And then he said, uh, suddenly, uh, something crashed in his life. So he, he like, you know, get uh, depressed and then get, uh, you know, uh, depressions. And then this is what he wrote. He, uh, you might say it, it was a depression, but it wasn't because of a particular circumstances uh, in his life. Uh, he crashed and de depressed because he had time to uh, stand back or uh, set back and then uh, to look at the general circumstances of a uh, human life. So when he was quite busy, he did not uh, 
think about the questions when he was busy, when he was famous. Uh, he did not even consider those questions something that is important to ask. But now he is, he is, he is, he is well to do and then he, he sat back and then he stand back and look at the, the life as a general. And this is what he wrote. He said, the questions about, uh, the question brought me to the edge of the abyss. It means I'm, gonna, I'm about to, 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 to crash, I'm about to shatter in my life, right? And then when I was 50 years old, and the question is this, what will come of what I do today and tomorrow? What will come of my entire life? Or expressed differently? What sh why should I live? Why should I wish for anything or do anything? Or to put it another way, is there any meaning in my life that will not be destroyed by my inevitably approaching death? He looked at his life and life in general and asking these questions, is there any meaning to my life, especially when I died? Things that I accomplished, things that I did, would it be just fade away? Does it matter to me? Some people choose to ignore these kind of questions and even avoid to know it because they are afraid that they will not find the answer or the answer that they want to. Tennis star, Boris Becker. He was at the very top of his uh, world uh, as a tennis uh, champion. Yet he was on the brink of suicide. And he said, I won Wimbledon twice before. There is one of the uh, uh, top uh, tennis uh, tournaments. Once, as the youngest player, I was rich. I had all the material possession I need. It is the old song of a movie stars and pop stars who commit suicide. They have everything, yet they are so unhappy. I have no inner peace, and I was a puppet on a string. So what he was saying is that, what is the meaning of my life? Is that any significance? Is that any purpose? But for you and me, we believe that God has a purpose for us. And those who believe say, Amen. But somehow, some also rejected the purpose of God in their lives and they want to, uh, or, or they fail to fulfill it. Uh, they want to live a free life. They want to, uh, to do whatever they want. They want to be free from God, from God's word, from God's truth, from the rule and the law of God. They want to live free. For that reason, they fail. Generally, purpose is defined as the reason for which something is done or created, or for which something exists. Why are you here? Why do you do what you do? What is the significance? What is the value of your life? That is called the purpose. Basically, it's the answer to the question, what is the, my reason for doing all of that I do? What is my reason for life? What is my whole life about? And when all is said and done, what would I have really accomplished? 
or for some of you quite young to probably just grab this, but at least I throw some kind of seed for you, at least in early stage of your life, you will understand that yes, no matter what, God has a purpose for me. I have significant, I have meaning. My life is worth. My life has value. So the question is, how do we know and how to fulfill the extraordinary purpose of God for our life? If you want to know, say, yes, pastor, I want to know. Well, it's, it's very important because sometimes when I preach, uh, when you guys look at me and when you look a bit of boring, I get a bit uh, nervous up here. Uh, because sometimes when I go out to preach like, like Sunday, you know, after preaching, people will come to me and shake my hand and say, Pastor, thank you. The word is so good. I was crying when you were preaching, whether it's too long or whatever. I don't understand why he said I will cry. But they said, you know, I was crying when you were preaching, right? So, uh, but somehow when I preach in our own church, you know, people just like look at me and, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? So I want to make sure that you, yes, Pastor, I want to know what, how do I fulfill the purpose of God in my life. Do you want to know? Say yes. Yeah. All right, so that's much better. Okay, number one. So I just want to give you some practical uh, way how do you find the purpose of God in your life and how do you fulfill it. The very first and very important, number one. Everybody say number one. Okay, number one. Number one is that you have to acknowledge the purpose of God in your life. You have to say, yes, God, I know, I believe you have a purpose for me. That is the very first step for you to fulfill the purpose of God. Otherwise, you will just live your life as you want. You will just live your life, you know, according to the currents of this world. Or you will just live your life according to how you feel in your life. But the Bible said that God has a purpose. He worked in all things, worked together to fulfill that, bring you to the purpose of God. Then His purpose for you and for me is a great and wonderful purpose. And everybody said, Amen. So number one is to acknowledge, yes, Lord, I acknowledge that you have a purpose for me. The book of Prophets chapter 3, the Bible said, In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your path. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. To acknowledge, it means to accept, to admit, to recognize the truth and the existence of God's purpose over our lives. That means to accept His sovereignty over our lives, to recognize His rules and His purpose over our lives. It simply means that you and I should seek the will of God in our life, believing that God has a purpose for you and making effort to do His will and the Lord will guide you in your life, and He will give you strength to carry on and achieve your purpose or His purpose in your life. So the Bible said once again, you listen to this carefully, in all your way, acknowledge Him. It means seek His purpose, seek His will, accept the reality that God has a purpose. God has a significant role for you to play in this world. You need to find it out. That's why you need to seek the will of God. And the Bible said He will make straight your path. It means that He will guide you. Not only that He will guide you, the Bible said that He will bring healing to your flesh. And the Bible said also that He will refresh your bones. It means that He will give you strength. He will give you nourishment. He will give you everything that you need to accomplish your purpose that becomes God's, God's purpose that becomes your purpose. So that is number one. 
to acknowledge the purpose of God in your life. Everybody say, yes, Lord, you have a purpose for me. Two, three, go. You have a purpose. So God has a purpose for each and every one of us. And the Bible said about David, the Bible said that after David had done the will of God, or another version said that he has accomplished or served God's purpose in his own generation. It means that everyone right, have a purpose in our own generations. Nowadays, when, uh, sorry to say, when I uh, attending the uh, youth uh, cell group, right? Some of you were talking things that I don't even understand. I thought you guys from different planet, right? So it's been, we have a different generation gap, right? You things that you talk that is very, you know, foreign to me. So each and every one of us has a role to play, have a purpose in each and every generation that we are in. So our life, the, the, the way, where we are born, where we, when we are born, we have the purpose of God. When God created Adam and Eve, He gave them instructions to rule and to care for His creations as His representative. God said, Adam and Eve, I want you to take care of my creation. You, you represent me, right? And as a representative, they were given authority, they were given power by God, and God created them in, the, in His image with His authority, with His power, but Adam and Eve supposed to, uh, who were supposed to serve the purpose of God, but they failed. Why? Because they were seeking to fulfill their own purpose. They don't want the purpose of God. They, were, they want their own purpose. They don't want the rule of God. They want their own rule. They don't want the truth of God. They want their own truth. They don't want the power of God. They want their own power. They don't want the authority of God. They want their own authority. For their reasons, they did not acknowledge God in all their ways. They did not want to serve the purpose of God. For that reason, they reap a great consequences. Their own will, their own way of life. They did not want the authority of God. They wanted their own power and authority. Ultimately, they suffered the great consequences of their own choice. They thought it's freedom. So my suggestion to you, number one, is to acknowledge that God has a purpose for you and your ultimate goal in life is to serve the purpose of God. Let me say that once again. The very first step that you need to do is to acknowledge the purpose of God in your life. Then your ultimate goal in this life is to serve the purpose of God. Everybody said, Amen. Number two, if you want to fulfill and know the purpose of God, you have to do it enthusiastically. Everybody say, enthusiastically. Everybody said, joyfully. Okay, these are to the Israelites, this is what uh, Moses uh, told the people. Uh, he said, uh, God gave them manna, food in the wilderness, and God gave them power to be successful, to fulfill His covenant. What, God, what Moses was saying is that, hey guys, you listen to this. You know, we, we walked through this uh, wilderness, and there was no food, there was not water, but God provided everything for you. He gave you manna to eat, He gave you food to eat, He gave you water to drink. He defended you in the wilderness. Forty years, God has prepared, has blessed you. Forty years, God has given you strength. Forty years, you have defeated the enemy. Forty years, God has been good for you. And 
And remember this, when you, because God has a purpose, His purpose is that to fulfill His covenant. It means that God wants to make sure that whatever He planned, whatever he, that He had promises, is going to get fulfilled. And these people, in order to fulfill the promises of God, the Bible said that God gave them strength so they can be successful to fulfill the purpose of God. This is what exactly Moses said. Listen to this. He fed you with manna in the wilderness, a food unknown to your ancestors. He did this to humble you and to test you for your own good. He did all of this so you would never say to yourself, I have achieved this well with my own strength and energy. Remember the Lord your God. He is the one who gives you power to be successful in order to fulfill the covenant that He confirmed to your ancestor with an oath. So that means that everything that God blesses us with is with one purpose, to fulfill what God has planned for you and for me. He gives you strength. He gives you wisdom. He gives you opportunity. He gives you, you know, uh, uh, the wisdom. He gives you all the talents. He gives you all the ability so that you can achieve and fulfill what God has planned for you. So the Israelite, the Bible said they had to serve God with joy and enthusiasm. It means that you don't go through life just blaming everyone, blaming your circumstances, blaming your parents, blaming your school, blaming everyone. You don't do that. You do not achieve your purpose by blaming a lot of things. You cannot say like the video said, you cannot say that you are stupid because you don't get the grade that you want. You cannot say that you are failure because you, don't, you are not achieving the goal, uh, the grade that you, your friends got. You cannot say that you don't have future because, you know, you don't pass certain uh, subject in your school. You, can, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't so say those kind of things, but you have, you know, it, despite all the setback, despite all the struggle, despite all the negative things that happen in your life, you still live joyfully. That's why the Bible said, the Bible said, rejoice and once again I say to you, rejoice because what? Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. You have when you rejoice despite all the circumstances that are unfavorable to you you have the strength of God in your life and that, with that you can accomplish your purpose. I was uh, looking at Giselle's uh, phone, uh, I mean I, I did not look at her phone I was glanced, I glanced at uh, the way when he hold the phone, she hold the phone when I noticed that she drew something on her phone, and I was amazed, with, amazed by the drawing. When I look at it, you know, how could a young girl using just a handphone and a finger draw such a beautiful drawing? If, if it was me, right, I can just spend 10 hours just drawing one eye properly, probably I'll fail. Because I don't have that ability, I don't have that gift, you know. Probably she is not the best in chemical, right, whatever. You're not the best in chemistry, probably uh, you don't get uh, uh, A++ for your math. You got A++, A++ for your math? No, okay, okay, I confirm that, right? Well, but, but it doesn't mean that you fail, it doesn't mean you don't have a purpose, it doesn't mean that your life is worthless, it doesn't mean that you don't have a significance in your life, because you have your own talents, right? So you need to serve the Lord joyfully. And this is what the Bible said. Whatever you do, everybody said, whatever I do, do three go. Okay, one more time. Whatever I do. Okay, the Bible said, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. Look at her drawing 
just on a small screen with fingers, with that detail and nice pictures. You, if you don't mind, can I borrow your phone for a while? Come, 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 Gisha, come, come, please, please, come, come. Yeah, come, 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 come. Can let me see your phone for if you don't mind? Oh, you're bring your phone. No, not this GCL, that GCL, the, the, the other GCL. You don't mind if I, I, I take a look at you? I'll let down probably, probably you're shy. Uh, you guys want to look at very nice drawing. You, you can borrow for a phone later on, right? So this is what the Bible said. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. As, listen to this, as working for the Lord, not for men. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ that you are serving. Listen to this, guys. What the Bible is trying to say is that you go to school, you study. It's not only for your parents. You go to school, you study hard. Do the best with all your heart. It's not only for you great. When you go work and study, and you study hard, and do the best that you can, it's not only for your future. It's not only for your bank account. The Bible said, when you do it, do all your heart, as is unto the Lord. Because at the end of the day, all of you, when we serve the purpose of God, wherever we are, whatever field that we do, when we work with all our hearts, the Bible said that we will receive inheritance from God. So that means that you don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be a, somebody who works in the church. You don't have to be an evangelist. You don't have to be a prophet. You don't have to be. You can be whoever you want. You can be a cartoon drawer. Is that what you call it? Cartoonist? We call it cartoonist. Uh, animators, thank you. You can be an animators. You can be an engineer. You can build building. But if you do it unto the Lord, the Bible said, we will receive inheritance and reward from the Lord. Can you imagine if you become one day, right? You become a, a, a game, uh, a professional gamer. And you play game and you say to, you, to the Lord, God, I play game for you. How good it sounds. That will sound incredible, is it? Well, of course, it's not about playing game itself. It means that you are making impact in the game community. Can you imagine that if everybody that serves the Lord, love the Lord, just want to be in the church, and there are thousands and hundreds of thousands of young people with bright mind, but they are professional gamers, and nobody preaching gospel to them. What if you, a professional gamer, you are one of the best gamers in the field, and everybody look at you, Wow, you are so amazing. And then you quietly say, you know what? I do this because of the strength of God, because of the wisdom of God. You know what? I have a purpose. Not only that play game, I have an eternal purpose. You know what? In heaven, you might not know. Maybe in heaven, it will be more incredible games there. Well, you have to make an impact somewhere, right? You have to work with all your heart. Whatever you do, with all your heart. Everybody says, with all your heart. All right, let me go to the more practical things, right? Uh, on the Friday, uh, I think Danny was asking, Pastor, how do we know uh, what is our purpose in terms of in, related to, uh, in relation to our job, our work, our vocations, and what should we do to accomplish God's purpose? Um, 
I use these uh, illustrations from uh, Pastor Rick Warren. I believe he came up with this. I think it's a very good. It's called the shape uh, principle. Uh, Pastor Warren, uh, Rick Warren, he developed a principle to help people to fulfill uh, their purpose in their life. And uh, he used this acronym called SHAPE. Okay, so you can, probably some of you might have uh, 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 heard this because probably I shared with you uh, some time ago. Uh, SHAPE, right? Uh, basically, what he was using this is that uh, it's like a puzzle, right? The big puzzle, and there are a lot of pieces in the puzzles. And each pieces have their own uniqueness, right? Their design, their color, their pictures. If you put that in the correct place, they'll fit properly. And when they fit properly, everything put in place, you'll become a nice pictures according to the purpose of the designs of the guy who designed that puzzles. So he used this. He said, each of you... Each of us, God has a purpose. And He has shaped us, right? He has shaped us. He has formed us the way we are. And we know this is what God wants us to do in this life. Okay? This is uh, quickly because we run out of time. Number one is S stands for spiritual gifts. The Bible said, listen to this. The Bible said when we accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, He gave us spiritual gifts to us. The Bible declared, Therefore, do not, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for the Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. So number one, each and every one of us, we have some kind of spiritual gift. Your talents might be different from me. Uh, some of you might have recognized that when I, uh, quote-unquote, not, uh, not in the pulpit, I am not speaking here. Uh, if I was just down there and talked to you, probably I would not say as much as I hear. Sometimes I amaze myself when I'm here. Uh, I taught myself, you know, like, Throughout the week, I was just praying and meditating, God, what you want to say. And I was just like, God, how come? What do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? Just like nothing to say. God, what do you want me to say? Hey, what do you want me to say? What do you want to preach? Right. It's just like last night, midnight, 12 o'clock, I still prepare my sermon. Like, God, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? Right. It's like I got nothing to say. But somehow when I appear here up at the pulpit, I feel like I got a lot to say. Like, the time is not enough. But this is my spiritual gift. Sometimes I told my wife and I was sick. Most of you would not recognize, you know, when I was sick, I got flu or anything. I would not say, I would tell you, hey, you know, I'm sick today, uh, guys, or, you know, prepare, um, I'm, I'm sick, you know. Uh, I, I would not, my sermon would not be so good, so please, uh, you know, bear with me. I would not say that. I would just come out, I would just preach. And after sermons, I would go home with my, uh, my wife and I would say, my wife, you know, my, you know what? Before I got up from the, out to the pulpit, I was so tired. I was so sick. But when I get up here, when I start preaching, it feels like the sickness gone. That is called spiritual gift, I believe. Right? So that's number one. You have this something supernatural that working in your life that otherwise, in natural, you will not get it. You will not get it. You will not able to do it. Number two, H stands for heart. Everybody say heart. Right? Heart is mean that what is your passions? What that make you interested? What is your desires? What are your interests? What are your hobbies? What make you cannot sleep at night? What make you wake up with the dreams? 
for you to, you know, just to mention to you, because my time, I will finish, okay. At times, I will go to sleep and dreaming that I was preaching. When I wake up sometimes, I wake up because I was preaching. That's how passionate I am. I don't care if people don't give me love gift. I don't care if there are three people, five people listen to me. I don't really care. I love to preach since I was young. You remember the story when my pastor was just bringing me to the, to the place where, where, where the worship is going to start. And he, in, the, in, you know, in the middle of the room, he said, Stephen, today you preach, right? I mean, nobody will like say, okay, I will preach because half an hour I'll preach. How do I prepare? You know, what first I have to lose? No, I don't care. I just love to preach. He said, you know, you go and preach today, I'll preach today. I still remember the, 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 the sermon that I preached. The good name is better than gold. There's the title of my sermons. Now my first sermons. When people have this, uh, uh, they call it uh, Kebaktian uh, penguburan in which penghiburan in which that you people die and they do this service. Uh, when I was younger in my age, so I sometimes help out and I will play guitar. I will lead worship. Sometimes when worship has started and then the preacher is not there yet, this is what I pray in my heart: God, please let the preacher not coming. I will preach. I love to preach. That's my passions. I preach in 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 Papua. I preach in, you know, small town, big town. I preach in small church, big church. I love to preach. He said, no wonder pastor preached so long. Because I love to preach. It's my heart. I love to share the words of God. So your heart, what is your passions? A lot of times we go through motions of life because there is the needs, because there are requirements. We just don't care anymore. We don't know what is in our hearts. The Bible said, listen to this, what the Bible says. So important it is for you. For God is working in you, giving you the desire. Everybody said, giving me a desire. Everybody said, God give you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. It means that you want to accomplish His purpose. God, I give you the desire. Listen to this, Psalm 37. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land. Enjoy safe pasture. Delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. And you will say, Pastor, how do I know my passion is from the Lord? The Bible said, delight yourself in the Lord. When you have relationship with God, when you please God, when you have a close relationship with God, you pray, spend time praying with Him. You spend time reading and, 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 and meditate on His Word. The Bible says when you delight in the Lord, delight yourself in the Lord. Uh, this is not a very good news for those people who like to play games. You delight yourself more in the games a movie, not make you guilty. But I, the Bible said, delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. So start fellowshipping with the Lord. Spend time with God. Spend time with the words of the Lord. A, okay, let's quickly. Everybody said ability. Everybody say ability. Ability means possessions of means or skill to do something. Right. Another word for, for ability is capacity, capability, power. It means that if God wants you to accomplish something, He will give you the ability. For example, if I want to be, uh, uh, for example, I want to be a worship leader. Right? If I want to be a worship leader, I believe God called me to be a worship leader, I have to be able to sing. If I cannot sing, 
if I out of tune, if I have a deaf ear, I don't know how to differentiate between A, B, C, and D, then I don't have the ability. So you have to know your ability. And the next one, peace. Then everybody can try to guess. What? Peace, almost there, but it's not. It's personality. I hope my spelling is correct. Personality. This is what it is. The combinations of characteristic or qualities that form an individual distinctive character. The Bible said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. It means that you are not pretending. You're true to yourself. If you are someone who is quiet, if you are someone who is like to be alone, if you're someone don't like to be with people, most probably your purpose, your calling is not to be a motivational speaker. You know what I mean? If God called you to be a cartoonist, people who draw all these cool uh, cartoon and then make it a movie and those kind of things, if God called you and has a purpose for you for that, He will make you at least as good as Giselle. He will not make you like me, you know. If I draw eyes... Uh, this is how I will draw eyes, right? Most probably. Probably this will be the best that I draw eyes. Lah. Right. I don't have the gift. I don't have the personality. I don't have the talent. And the last one, because they gave me signal already, we're going to finish this one. E, anybody want to try? Almost there, but it's not, right? <laughs> Sorry, it's called experience. It means... You do not be afraid to try, do not be afraid to make mistakes, even to fail, because they become a lessons that you can learn from what you should do and what you should not do. And the, all your experience can become a guide for you to reach the great purpose that God had for you. 